Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Your Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bamford. We're almost to, almost to number 30, the age that I still feel like I am, even though I'm closer to 40. Although uh, this dog is aging me faster than I'd like. Still digging holes, still chewing up the house. We're running out of uh, running out of patience, but that's what all the dog groups and all the Facebook people keep telling me to have. Just have patience. She's just a puppy. I just want to tell them, come to my fucking house with all your patience. This dog is is running as ragged. Is that a football phrase? I have no idea. I'll tell you what, to try and diversify my listening audience, I'll try to put at least four sports references in this episode. But, uh... Ugh, this dog. Oh my god. You know, and then she'll do something that makes me feel sorry for her. Like a few days ago, she had uh, this nightmare, probably about me. But uh, I mean, this is like, yeah, not even like the middle. Of it. it was like midnight. Then she, the only way I can describe it is this dog starts screaming, like not barking but screaming, like an alligator had gotten in the house and was tossing her around. <laughs> You know, and I had just fallen back to sleep because Isaiah had been sick. You know, he took forever to go to sleep and I was just hitting that sweet spot. You know, we were drifting off, the pillow's perfect, the air's nice and cool. But then, you know, the dog starts screaming and it's like, you know, you jump out of bed, all the adrenaline's going, I run over there, it's like, I don't know if like she got her foot stuck in the cage at first. And she's, like, in the cage, like, all wild-eyed. Like, I can see, like, the whole whites of her eyes. She, like, sprayed pee everywhere. And she was shaking. She was, like, just, you know, just, just barking and crying. And I thought, I was like, you know, does something bite her? Just, like, I don't know what it is. And, you know, of course, she comes out of whatever night terror she's in. And I'm standing right over her, you know, saying, shut the fuck up. Don't wake up the kids, you know, which, of course, makes her even worse. So I'm like, oh, okay, now she's, she's going to hurt herself in the cage. I got to get her out of there. Um, now, I should have waited a moment for her to calm down a bit before reaching in there and just fucking grabbing her because then she bit the shit out of me. And, I mean, you know, it hurt and I was upset about it, but, you know, she had a significant amount of shame on her face afterwards. But it was just, I had no idea. I don't know if she had, and then I was talking to people at work. They're like, oh, maybe she had a seizure. I was like, eh, maybe. But, you know, I've seen seizures, and usually they don't, they don't act like that, you know. It's like, usually, like, the seizure, it's like people aren't really, like, granted, I only know about people seizures. When they get, like, brain trauma or, you know, hockey checked into a wall, that's one. But she seemed to be aware and freaking out when I was, you know, when she was, you know. I wasn't even really mad about her peeing all over the crate because she seemed terrified of something. 
And of course, the first thing she sees when she opens her eyes is me standing over her. So maybe she was having a nightmare about me. Now, granted, I know very little about dog behavior, which is probably why we're having so many problems with this dog. And then uh, um, a couple days later, this is, what day is this, Saturday? So this is probably Wednesday or Thursday. My lovely wife um, you know, was doing her diligent duty of taking care of the kiddos when they were sick. So she, of course, ended up getting it. So she was just, uh, just sick and miserable. And the dog had been outside for a little while, and I heard you know, the thunder. I said, okay. You know, the dog already likes to dig. You know, which is like another thing. It's like, she doesn't dig like, you know, little tiny holes, you know, that you can knock a golf ball in. That's two. You know, I mean, these like, the hole on the side of the house where the pipes are, I can step in it like up to my knee. And there's like, and I know there's pipes because she dug all around the pipes. What do they do? I don't know. Probably something critical to the functioning of the house. But, uh, you know, then if it rains, she's going to, you know, they're going to fill up with muddy water and she's going to frolic in them. So I, you know, bring her inside before it rains. And I, just as an aside, you know, we've come to the realization that she can no longer be left alone for even a minute, inside or outside. So it's just as much as I love to just let her frolic in the yard for a while. Yeah, because we have the fenced in backyard. We're just going to have to either be out there with her and yell at her if she starts digging or just take her on the leash. But anyway. So, I, you know, the kids go to bed. You know, it's like 8 o'clock at night. You know, I, my wife's laying down. I say, you know what, just rest. You know, the kids are in bed. You know, here's the baby monitor. Just, you know, call me if you need me. I'm going to run out to Publix. You know, I go to the store, which is like, you know, a few minutes away. I mean, it is like pouring just sheets of rain. And uh, I come home, you know, I'm already soaked. And you know, I notice when I come in that the dog doesn't come running up to me. And I say, hey, babe, where's the dog? You know, then the lightning flashes and I see her fucking silhouette outside on the porch. And I'm just like, you know, I had a kind of an epic freak out. You know, why is the dog outside? And then I felt bad for getting so mad because I forgot Cynthia was sick. And she was so out of it. She was just like, listen, the dog was barking to go outside. I didn't think about it. Cool. So it looked like somebody had, had paper macheed this dog in mud. So I said, you know what? That's fine. Like, I'll, I'll open the door. I'll just grab her. I'll carry her to the bathroom. You know, throw away my shirt. <laughs> you know, I'll just give her a bath. You know, no worries. Um, now, I technically had to give her two baths. The first one was just to get the you know, the mud uniform she was wearing off. And then the second bath was just to give, like, a regular dog bath to get the rest of the dirt out of her fur. I managed to take a picture before the the second bath, so I'll probably post that as the uh, the picture for the, the podcast. Um, but, you know, I open... You know, now, her thing is, she, when I let her inside, she'll run inside a couple of steps and sit down and wait for a treat. You know, or wait for some water or something like that. So she's so used to running inside right as she, where does we open the door? Now she opens the door, or I open the door, and she starts to come in, but I try to grab her. 
but because she's so slick with mud, I miss. And out of instinct, I say, hey, stop, real loud, which, of course, scares the shit out of her. And she starts running through the house, like dropping clumps of mud on the floor, on the carpet, on the tile. And then her go-to spot to hide is under the bed. And it's a king-size bed, and she goes right to the fucking middle because she knows we can't reach her there without moving the bed. Now, hopefully, for the next few months, she'll be too big to hide under there. But, you know, so I you know, chase her over there. I managed to just hook a finger under her collar, under the bed, and drag her out, leaving a big mud streak on the floor. Yeah, and she's, at this point, she's terrified, thinking I'm going to beat the shit out of her. And I want people thinking I walk around kicking this dog in the head. You know, yeah, I give her a swats all the time. You know, she jumps on the couch or what have you, but this dog is terrified. I mean, tail between the legs, she's shaking in my arms as I'm bringing her to the bathroom. Because I think that I'm the one that, that yells at her and disciplines her more than, more than anyone else. But so I get her into the bathroom, I, I close the door, and I set her down. It's like, okay, this way she won't you know, get any more mud everywhere. And she's like, like flattening herself up against the bathroom door trying to get away. And I reach for her, and she pees all over the floor out of fear. And I felt kind of bad. Which most likely means that she was having a, a night terror about me, I guess. So it's like, and then of course I say, you know, and you piss on the floor. So that was a, in my you know, nice, clean, pristine bathroom. It looked like a, a mud explosion in there afterwards. I mean, to the point that it was, like we even had a, a, a long talk about, you know, giving this dog away. And of course not giving her away. I'm going to get every fucking penny of my money back. Because this dog is, you know, an investment with no returns. But, oh, they're so rewarding. It's such a rewarding experience to have a golden retriever. Let's talk about some of those fucking rewards. Is the holes in my yard part of the rewards? Is there buried treasure in there I can use to repair the furniture that she chews apart? The stains, the pee stains on the floor and the couch, is that, is that part of the rewards? Because anytime she gets on the couch, she feels the need to pee on it. The fact that she can't drink you know, any amount of water without getting it over most of the kitchen, is that part of the rewards? You know, the bites and scratches because she plays too rough with everybody. I can go on. You know, and I'm trying to let her be a dog. And just, you know, obviously she's not going to be an instrument of my will. She's not going to be a perfect little robot. But it's like, yeah, you wouldn't let your kids walking around being an asshole all day. And we're trying to, you know, we, we already paid for some training that's coming up at the end of the month. And we, we, we even tested the waters and told Logan, maybe we'll give her to another family. My wife barely got the sentence out before he was bawling big crocodile tears. You know, and he, he even says, and the dog will, will, you know, just scratch the shit out of him and, like, nibble on him too hard enough to draw blood. And he still says, you know, Zara's my best friend. Zara's my best friend. And it just it tears your heart out. And as much as this dog irritates me, 
You know, I, I, one of the biggest regrets I've ever had in my life was when I gave away my old dog. And it was during a very rough time where my dad was very sick. He was in the process of dying very slowly from terrible disease. And I was trying to spend as much time as I could with him. Yeah, me and Cynthia had just gotten together at the time, so we hadn't really gotten too serious. And we'd been together a few months, and my roommate at the time, it wasn't fair to her to try and take care of my dog because I was working 12-hour shifts, you know, and then going to see my dad when I should have been sleeping. We lived in a crappy apartment. It was pretty small, and it just wasn't fair to keep the dog cooped up all the time. And I, you know, found a family. There was a nurse that I worked with. You know, lived a few towns away. You know, had a bunch of land. You know, that's fenced in because the dog I had, she was half black lab and half greyhound. So she had like that, you know, big old Labrador head. With that, you know, sleek, you know, greyhound body. You know, she was a great dog. I mean, she would have been... Great with my kids. She was incredibly gentle. It was just, I don't know. Like, I, I've compared every other dog to that dog. Which is why I never wanted to have another dog. And it just, it broke my heart to give that dog away. And then just like a few months later, my dad died. So it was just, I associated with that. So it's like, as much as I want to give this dog away, I'm just going to have to live in a fucking house covered in goddamn teeth marks. I'm not the kind of person that just like is just going to give up on this dog because it gets a little hard. But there are times I think about it like just an hour ago when I'm walking around the backyard with a Walmart bag picking up all of her fucking turds. And there was so many. I mean, this is like barely been like a week since the last time I did it. And this bag was so full, like, like a regular-sized Walmart grocery bag. It looked like I had just bought a basketball. That's three. And I was going to have to like sneak out to one of the construction dumpsters and throw it in there. Otherwise, it's going to stink up my garage. Oh, God. I don't know if you can hear in the background. I'm going crazy on one of her toys. Which is fine. I'd rather, you know, we bought these toys specifically. She won't go crazy at my fucking flip-flops. But we're hoping by the end of the summer she'll be behaved a little better. I'm mostly concerned. I mean, the house stuff, it sucks because I'm a homeowner and I got to fix it myself. But the biggest thing that bothers me is that she's so rough with the kids. You know, she's not being aggressive, you know, because the first time she would bite him aggressively, she would just be gone. Because obviously I love my kids more than any dog. But she's just, I mean, you can see she's playing. She's happy, but she, she doesn't understand, you know, that her claws and her teeth are so sharp. Yeah, I'm talking about you. She's giving me the fucking eyebrow. And right now it's just me and her for the weekend. Because the family has uh, gone to New York for a little vacation, see some cousins. And I wish I uh, could have gone, but... You know, I just started a, a new job, and I don't have all the, the paid time off yet. And plus, it's I want to be like, you know, thanks for hiring me. You know, I'm going on vacation in two months. 
So it's just me and the dog till Wednesday. Maybe we can make a little progress. Maybe a few less pee stains. And the new job is going well. And everybody there is uh, so positive, though, they're going to ruin my surly disposition. But it's a good company to work for. Although last week, the, uh, the AC went out on the front end of the building, which, of course, is where I am. So you can imagine it getting up to 95 degrees by the end of the day when you're inside. And it took, you know, at least a good two days for the AC guy to come up. And it's like, by that time, I'd almost sweat out my skeleton. When I saw the guy walking up with the logo on his shirt, I almost gave him a big sweaty hug. And say, thank you, you beautiful stranger. Though I probably wouldn't have been so hot if I wasn't so fat. Cynthia started doing the uh, the keto diet, which I'm very proud of her. And she's already lost enough weight where it's like a noticeable difference, you know, in any outfit. You know, and she's, uh, and I can tell secretly she's miserable. <laughs> but she's, you know, such a strong person that she's just kind of going with it. You know, and I keep thinking it's like, if I can't do a diet if I'm going to be miserable 24-7. But maybe that's just something I tell myself so I can justify eating ice cream. I should definitely be on it. Or something. It's like, you know, we put it off and we put it off and, you know, but then all the no exercise and bad food decisions catch up and we have a fucking stroke or a heart attack or whatever. It's like maybe we think that you know, we can't have a decent quality of life when we're on a diet, especially one that's as strict as the keto diet because it's you know, no sugar, no carbs. It's like no rice, no bread, no pasta. You know, all that's And they say, oh, but you can eat cheese and bacon. It's like I don't want to eat cheese and bacon every fucking day. You know, some days I want garlic bread or Cheerios. But it's just we forget that most of these diets are short-term. It meant to just get you where you need to be to start making you know, permanent changes to your diet or lifestyle. And Let's not even talk about exercise. But in fact, let's. Because this is a show where I talk about shit. <laughs> you know, I used to, to, back in the day, do the 10-minute uh, the trainer uh, workout DVDs. Yeah, I was that guy. Which is the same guy that has the P90X, but this is like a, a P90X light. And you do three 10-minute exercises just any time in 24 hours. You know, three sets of 10 minutes. And it gives you a little schedule. It's like Monday you do, you know, abs and cardio. And then, you know, the next day you do, you know, legs and full body or whatever it is. And, you know, while I was keeping up with it, I was, you know... I was doing all right. You know, I was dropping some weight. I was getting a little muscle tone. Of course, back then I was still smoking. So I would say I was just canceling out any exercise I was doing. But then, you know, it's like you quit smoking. Your appetite comes back. You get happy. You have a couple of kids. 
And then you go from, you know, dad bod to fat bod. It's like, maybe I should try doing that again. Maybe I should find one of those yoga classes. It's taught by some, you know, white girl with dreadlocks. Hello, my name is Ariola Windchime. I'm going to teach you how to do yoga while balancing a small goat on your coccyx. Yoga's weird because it doesn't feel like exercise, but it's like you're just as fucking sore afterwards. And I just, you know, need to get a reliable doctor, maybe see a nutritionist or something, find a, a diet, an exercise plan that works for me. Because that's the problem. Everybody's like such different levels of fat. There's like not really one thing that'll work for everybody. You know, it's like what one person can do and they'll lose a shit ton of weight and feel awesome. Yeah, somebody else will do it and they'll have, you know, no results. <laughs> so you got to find something, I guess, that, you know, works for your, for your body style. You gotta, and that's just the first part. We gotta do so much research on this. You know, it's like brain yoga, <laughs> which I guess learning new stuff couldn't hurt. That's a uh, yeah, and that's the uh, the future plan. That's to, you know, I keep saying I gotta get my health back, but then it's like you buy way too much fucking junk food. Like oh, I'm gonna start next week. Chill out, dog. We're going out in a minute. And that's how she lets us know when she wants to go out. Like, she goes to the back sliding glass door and just, like, we have those hanging blinds in front of it. And she'll just go and just smack her face into it a bunch of times to make the noise. So I'm going to take a quick pause. We're going to add in a little advertisement break here while I uh, take the dog out for a shit. And then I'll be back. And we're back. We've all had a potty break. And through the magic of electronics, the show has resumed. Now, one thing that I've recently found irritating is I've seen a few things on social media, memes, I guess. Um, and it's usually, unfortunately, it's usually by somebody my age or older. And it's like, oh, back in the day, we didn't play video games. We played outside and, you know, we weren't on the Internet all the time. We would just be out until it was dark and then we came in and these are the good old days and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I can't stand that shit. It's like everybody looks back on on their past being way better. You know, it's like, yeah, I miss being 14 because I hardly had any responsibility. You know, and it's like, oh, you just go outside and play until it gets dark and you come back home. And it's like, yeah, there are times that were awesome. But you know what would have been great when I was 14 was a fucking smartphone. You know how convenient that shit would have been? You know, if I'm out, you know, riding bikes with my friends. And one of them says, hey, you want to come over to my house for dinner? Okay, okay, let me go find a fucking payphone. Now let me have to ride all the way to someone's house to call on a landline. When, you know, now 14-year-olds couldn't just, you know, shoot their parents a text. You know, hey, Timmy invited me over for dinner. Is it cool if I eat dinner over there? 
Sure. Or no, we're going out to a restaurant. I want everybody home. Okay, Dad, cool. You know, it's... How great would that have been? You know, most of the time the... You know, we didn't play as much video games back then because most of the video games were shitty. You know, now I can play these games and... You know, I can put, like, a sniper's bullet through, like, the windows of a building, through a car window, into the side of someone's head. But then I go back and I play Super Mario and I can't jump over a fucking turtle. It's just, like, every... And I'm sure every generation did the same thing. You know, it's like you get the, uh, the people that fought in World War II... You know, you throw on, you know, a Prince record from the 80s and you give them 10 seconds and they're like, this isn't music. Where's all the trumpets and trombones? So I'm sure that every generation, you know, shits on the generation before. Because I, I've had that, this isn't music thought. When I hear some of the shit that's on the radio. And not that I'm saying that the music I like is better. I'm just saying it's different. In a way that's better. But I just... uh, And some of the modern music I like. And I think I just got a gray hair when I said the words modern music. You know, I can't really tell you who any of the artists are. You know, just like... You know, I could put on, you know... Any football game, I couldn't tell you who the players are, and that's four. But it's just some of the songs that come on. It's like I like. It. It's like oh, that's a catchy song. It's like who's the artist, and they tell me, and I immediately forget. Or it's just the uh, the gangster rap that doesn't seem to have any intelligence behind it. You know, and I used to listen to some rap. I'm sure some of you are surprised by that because I'm as white as a mozzarella stick. But I liked, you know, the old Wu-Tang Clan, you know, Bobby Digital, the old DMX. I mean, Eminem has always been a little intellectual. And it's just, you know, it seemed like a lot of that, that older rap had some, some heart behind it and some thought. You know, some of it was real cerebral instead of just, you know, a drum beat and cash money bitches. <laughs> But now it's just, I don't even listen to the terrestrial radios. I'm either listening to podcasts in the car or the same music I've been listening to on Spotify since, you know, the 90s. And I don't mean, like, popular 90s music. It's just most of the stuff I like is is metal. And every now and then, you know, through some of these, you know, metal playlists, you get all discover some new bands I like. But it's like the last time when we first moved back to Florida... Last, was it last year? Two years ago? Christ, I don't even know. But I remember putting on the, 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 rain, the old rock station. Here in Central Florida, it's 101.1. And I was immediately taken back to 1998, because that was the playlist that they were using. And, it got to the, and I listened to three songs in a row on that station. After the second song, I predicted what the third song was going to be, and I got it right. Puddle of Mud. I don't even know what happened to them. I don't even know if they're still alive. 
but it was an ACDC song, Nickelback, Puddle of Mud. And it's like the same exact shit they were playing, same commercials. It's like, are they even there at the radio station? Did they all just quit and just let it run on autopilot? I don't know. I don't really know what the point was of all that, but I just, I just hate that, you know, back in the day, things were great. You know, it's like, yeah, there were some things that were great and some things that were shit, just like every part of your life. You know, it's like, toys weren't as cool back then as they are now. I can't wait for, like, when Isaiah is probably five or six, that way all my kids will have a fighting chance. I'm going to get a shit ton of Nerf guns, you know, 2,000 darts, you know, turn my house into a war zone. I maybe have mentioned that before. Because, like, some of the toys now are just, are just so fucking cool. You know, I used to get a lot of, you know, mileage out of Legos. And now that's, uh, you know, some of the stuff my, my kids are into. You know, Grayson's into Pokemon, you know, Logan's into everything Mario. They want to get to a Nintendo Switch. You know, we keep telling them that maybe, uh, you know, if they're good, Santa will get it for them for Christmas. Though most likely, because we, we do perpetuate the Santa thing. Well, we also tell them that, you know, we get them some gifts. Grandmas, you know, will get them some gifts. And then Santa will get you a couple of gifts. So if we do end up going for the Nintendo Switch, you better believe we're taking the fucking credit for it. You know, the biggest gift is going to come from us. You know, and maybe every year we'll have quote-unquote Santa give them shittier gifts. So by the time we tell them oh, Santa's not real, then they'll, they won't be so heartbroken. There's, I guess, a parenting tip for the week for you. Speaking of, my wife has started, my wonderful, beautiful, intelligent wife, she started this kind of schedule for the kids throughout the day. And it's not that we've been talking about for a long time, but we just hadn't, I guess we were just both been too exhausted to, to put it together. And it's just like certain hours of the day, like first couple hours, they have kind of free time. They can watch TV, play with toys, you know, play games on the phone, whatever they want. You know, first couple hours, and then it's breakfast. And then it's like each hour, two hour block, there's like something else they do. You know, at the end of the day, like between like four and five is you know, like cleanup time. You know, stuff like that. And there was a little resistance from Logan at first because he's never had that kind of structure. I mean, Grayson's had that structure because he was in kindergarten and pre-K. But this fall, uh, Logan's going to be starting pre-K. So I was like, you know, an added bonus, we're going to be getting him ready to have his day be structured in a certain way. And now uh, they're both going to be in the same school, same hours, That means it's like there's no, like, you know, okay, one of them's only in pre-K for three hours and we have to make arrangements to go pick him up. And No, they're both going to be there all day, in the same time, out of the same time. It's going to be incredibly convenient. But uh, yeah, so far, the little schedule, you know, my wife says is, is working out very well. You know, every now and then, Logan will still resist a little bit. But I think he's already, you know, getting used to it more. But... Uh, I do apologize that this podcast is is late. I understand that 
you know, I try to do every week. Sometimes it's more like every week and a half. I think this time has been almost two weeks. And it's just, you know, life happens. You know how it is. Yeah, I've been busy at work because I just, I'd rather take a little extra time, you know, give you guys a good episode than try to just force it and have it be a shitty one. You know, because I do, you know, throughout the week, I always carry my, my trusty pocket notebook. You know, so I'll write down, like, funny things that happen or, you know, funny stories, stuff I want to talk about, and I just try to, before I do the show, you know, I try to, you know, compile it a little bit, give, you know, give me something coherent to talk about. And there you've had a little peek at the behind-the-scenes parenting podcast empire. But uh, that is the uh, the show for this week. Um, I do appreciate all the support. Um, if you have any uh, stories you want to share, parenting tips, you can always send them to me at yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, thank you for all the support again. Uh, tell all your friends hey, we need to get some more listeners. Um, I even went back to the first episode and added a disclaimer. Because I feel like that's where I lose some people. You know, they'll get turned on to the podcast. And they'll say, oh, let me go start from the beginning. So that my first episode has more listens than any other episode. And that episode was kind of rough. Because I hadn't really found my voice yet. So I put a little disclaimer at the beginning, letting people know to stick with it. You know, it does get better. At least I think. So please, you know, if you have somebody that... You know, I was into comedy. They want to hear my shitty jokes, my funny stories, whatever you want to call it. You know, tell them to, to give me a listen. You know, share it on the socials. If that's what the kids are saying. That's uh, Thanks again, and I will talk to you guys again soon. Bye now.